This is CliffCentral.com. Some old school proper Donna Summer. Good morning, Anthea. Good morning, Sia. How are you? Full house this morning. Right? Lovely. It's a nice little family reunion going on here. So Gareth may be living his best life on somewhere in yeah, Italy but right cool now. Family life, right? Yeah, sure. We have our cool points in other ways, <laughs> Anthea. And it's spring and all. Yeah, happy spring day. That's your thing, by the way, as well. Let's get straight into it. So let's look at, you know, there were a lot of company reports and results from last week. Indeed. And we closed out the month, of course, on Friday. Um, a pretty bad month, actually. Worst for emerging markets. Not just us, thank goodness. Argentina basically imploded. The Chinese led Oy. their yuan devalue. And so, of course, other emerging market currencies had their worst month in 22 years. So it's all feeling a bit heavy at the moment. The good news, though, is that South African gold producers had one of their longest positive runs in history as gold became the safe haven metal where investors are worried about global economic growth. I mean, so whereas the all share index is now 3% down for the year, the gold index is up 24% since the beginning of the year. Let's cling on to any sort of good news, Anthea. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not a great gold investor. I don't love investing in gold, but you have to have some of it as a hedge in these tough times. Mm-hmm. And so that would have paid off. And so, and, and the company results are interesting because some really good and some really bad. I mean, so let's see, as I'm talking about gold, let's start with DRD Gold, um, local South African gold producer. They put out a trading statement. Um, revenue increased by 11%. Cost of sales was up by 9%, so a bit of jaws going on there. So, you know, so still not, not terrible, but, I mean, to be considered. Um, and so you've seen the share price really rally on the back of that. Um, so while, the, while they reported, for the time they're reporting, the average gold price was 536,490 a kilo. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, gold spot has actually increased 31%. But we've also, that's June. So this is a trading statement to the end of June. So we've got July, August. So in the last two months, I mean, you've already seen that share price rally. So a lot of people are saying, so should I be buying DRD gold? I think it might be too late. Really? That one. Yeah, because the market price is forward and you've had the rally. I'm not sure that gold is going to continue running the way it is, even though I mean, it really is a safe haven, and we're all worried about a recession next year, maybe even this year. Um, but, but, but the point is, I think that speculators are at their highest possible gold positions in history at the moment. Um, so, so there's not, I'm not sure there's that much room to maneuver. Um, and then we also saw Imperial Logistics, which is a local ground freight company, reported a 7% fall in full-year earnings. And there's a couple of things here, but basically they're blaming poor economic conditions, low consumer spending, fuel price volatility, and rolling power cuts. So basically what aren't they blaming for this? Well, in a nutshell, the South African economy, That's right? It. <laughs> um, they Next did- thing, the weather will come into play. <laughs> But it does impact their business, there yeah, to go. be fair. <laughs> they did also have um, a one-off trading cost of 65 million rand in international operations. 
Um, another 170 million rand associated with business rationalization, so restructuring in other words. Um, and then on top of all of that, <laughs> they wrote down 1.1 billion rand in historic goodwill. Now, goodwill is an intangible asset, right? It's something you purchase. It's like brand, um, you can't, like, you can't touch it. It's, it's what's the brand worth or what are the people worth? Why they're hanging on to 1.1 billion rands worth of goodwill is beyond me. Well, they're not anymore. They've finally written it off. But that's a huge chunk. I mean, it feels like they've basically kitchen sinked all the bad things in this business, hoping for a turnaround. And I think if you have an economic turnaround, then you'll see the share price rally. Mm-hmm. But what is the catalyst for all of that? It's so difficult to say. And then another company that's blaming the economy, stupid. <laughs> and I'm not calling you stupid. <laughs> yeah, mind your words. <laughs> that, that's, um, you can look it up. I promise you I'm not. <laughs> that's, it's, um, it's a saying by James Carville, who was um, Clinton's advisor when he was running against Bush. Uh-huh. And so, so when Bush was in power, the economy went into recession, and this James Carville, the advisor, turned around and said, you know what, we should use that against the sitting president um, to win the election, which they did, of course, do. So it's the economy, stupid. <laughs> uh, clientele's profits falling 18%. Another um, decline. Mm-hmm. So clientele, I'm sure you've seen the ads on TV. They're an entry-level insurer. Uh-huh. Um, and they're saying it's because of high unemployment, because people are withdrawing their investments. And so, of course, when you're unemployed, the first thing that goes is insurance. Mm. Um, because it's seen as kind of a luxury, I guess, which is crazy. Up until you need it, uh, yeah, exactly. and then you realize how important yeah. it is. And because people are losing their jobs, they're also... Withdrawing their investments, mm-hmm. which is a terrible thing to do. But I guess what can you do when you're stuck for money, right? Um, and so again, you know, they're saying, oh, they're, they're still quite positive. They've got this community and loyalty programs. I mean, every, every insurer and bank is doing loyalty programs at the moment. But Anthea, I think a re- results like this from clientele are even more telling of the state of the country Absolutely. as an entry level company who's reporting results like this if you know they were they were offering things that were a little more expensive right? yeah, exactly. you'd go mm, yeah people can't really afford something like this but for entry level this means a lot of us are feeling the pinch more absolutely shucks right down right all the way through the economy i promise you mm. some good news though stadio was which was the um who tertiary education business that was spun out of curo last year okay um they reported a 46% increase in headline earnings per share for the first six months of their financial year. Revenue increased by 38% to 409 million rand. Wow. Companies seeing an increase of 10% of their students in 2018. Don't forget they're reporting for last year. <laughs> um, and they're saying mostly due to enrollment at the Milk Park Education Facility during the period. There's no doubt, I think, that... Um, the, it's kind of the semi-private middle income um, education is definitely thriving because we saw Curo's results a while ago. Initially, we thought they were quite bad, but it looks now like Curo is spending their money more on expanding facilities mm-hmm. um, and just not holding on to profits, which we like about companies. And they're not really losing that many students. You know, the one concern, I think, is this huge immigration issue where everyone's leaving and everyone who can afford to leave South Africa is leaving. I wish I had official stats on that because it's all hearsay. 
Um, and we, we don't actually know the numbers, but I don't think it's as bad as we think it is, or the impact on these private schools isn't as bad as we think it is. Hmm. I don't know. Well, it's kind of one of those things. You kind of have to guess your way through it, I suppose. Yeah. And then the last one, I'm not going to bore you with too many company results. I mean, there were lots last week. We were busy. Diskem, which is always an interesting one, put out a trading statement saying that its revenue rose 13.5% for the first five months of their trading year. So that's quite nice to see um, because this is a business that has been plagued with kind of strikes and a fire at their DC, their distribution center. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to see that things are improving a little bit for them. Uh, well, I, Diskem just has some voodoo over normal consumers in any case when you oh, walk you in too. there. <laughs> yeah. I was the only one. It's that Diskem curse. You think mm-hmm. I'm going in there, I'm just going to buy soap. You walk out of there with a trolley of like soap mm-hmm. 24 plasters, antiseptic liquid. <laughs> what? I have a question for you. What makes them better than clicks? Because they're exactly the same. It depends on what I need. You know, I, I think they. So you would go into clicks for soap and discam, but why wouldn't you come out with a? I don't. I don't think they're exactly the same. What's different? What, yeah, because like they for also instance, have a pharmacy. You know, I find that clicks con- has a pharmacy. Yeah, I find that convenient. Yeah, but for instance, with my mum who had a stroke and has been through various phases of needing um, commodes and wheelchairs and um, different types of nappies. Um, all types of saline solutions, gloves, all of that, you can't get a clicks. Okay. So so for for chronic medication or for kind of the more equipment. important equipment yeah. stuff, they definitely – but yeah. see, you don't need that. So why do you go to Discam and spend all that money and not to clicks? Yeah, good point. I don't know. Wider aisles maybe? Does that matter to me? No, it doesn't really wider matter Wider aisles, to me. they also definitely seem bigger. No, they – Yeah. They definitely are bigger. Yeah. The storefronts for Discam compared to Clicks. Well, at least the ones I've been to, I find the, the Discam's a lot bigger than the Clicks. The, mm. the whole experience of getting in and out is much quicker than at Clicks. Even like, if you, at the till points at Discam, there's maybe like 12, 15 till points. The most I've seen at a Clicks is like three or four. Hmm. Okay. They're not always so all manned. Convenience. Yeah. All right. And variety. I think ver- there's way more variety in Discam than Clicks. Yeah, and I think as well from the health food perspective, um, you know, they've got Discam has fridges of prepared meals. Mm. Ah. Um, okay. But yeah. it all depends what so you like need in the day. Like if right. I need a, one specific item, I would like and a Clicks is yes, and a Clicks yeah. is close. I'll go to the Clicks. Mm. But if I need a handful of items like conditioner and this and that, then I'll go to the Discam because I know I'll find that all very yeah. quickly. And pay and get out. And I think Discam holds more variety of beauty products. And you get e-bucks at Discam. I'm yeah, not, I don't you think can you use get and spend at, your e-bucks. Yeah, but the club card, never mind. You know, <laughs> now we're going I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> so I'll going. add that to my fundamental analysis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold on to my Discam shares then, shall I? Yeah. All and right, the, thanks, guys. Here's quite um, a uh, question from Tato. Tato asks, um, Anthea, please explain why banks incentivize the use of credit cards over debit cards. <laughs> because check your credit card interest They're charging you 22% Whereas they don't charge you that on your debit cards There's also no limit Banks make more money from you on their credit cards Ooh. Cut that 
credit off card up now. <laughs> hey, sh- you know this thing called life, and there we are just being played. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, totally. y- and know? don't even think of going store card, right? Because there the interest rates are like twenty seven percent. If you have a store card, I'm not. Now I'm not joking. Mm. Cut that up for sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Someone did literally you hear, Did you hear how serious she sounded a, a there? A brand literally sent me a store card In the mail the other day I've never even yeah. like engaged with this brand And they preloaded the store card With like a thousand rand But in order to unlock the thousand rand I have to spend two thousand rand yeah, There we go. Just, uh, It had my name on the card already It's like just sign here uh-huh. and go shopping You've grown up You're adult now <laughs> yeah. Oh no I tore it up straight away I was like not falling for this Good and you're adulting well there we <laughs> I go. like it You have the Anthea Gardner seal of approval And then Nanus closes off here by adding to our points earlier Saying yes Discom 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 got e-bucks So yeah Anthea thank you so much Pleasure guys have a great week What's this week looking like for you? Um, yeah, it's another busy week. We're pretty much in reporting season, but I'm here all week. And then next week I'm in Cape Town. Hey guys, have you seen before I go, Jack Ma is coming out saying he now wants a 12 hour work week. So basically three days a week, four hours a day. Jack Ma, by the way, is the same guy who was previously preaching 996. Yes, that was like his whole formula. That's what he was preaching for. He was saying, you know, you have to be committed. You have to work six days a week from 9 to 9, 12 hours a day. Now he's saying 12 hours a week. Sure, look, I'm not going to dispute him there. (laughs) We're not arguing. If a billionaire says to you, let's work three days a week, absolutely, Jack Ma, I'll listen to you there. I hope you have a 12-hour week. (laughs) Thank you. Cheers. Have a good week, Anthea. Thanks for that with the money shot. This is cliffcentral.com.